Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books are just for school, where book clubs are just for... <laughs> you stop laughing. And we're going to run the train on these beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are having our, I guess, our first election day special. We're, we're reading a, a, a presidential themed book, which I just forgot the title of. <laughs> Hope Never Dies. And I keep confusing it with the sequel title, which is almost the same thing. <laughs> we're reading Hope Never Dies, an Obama-Biden mystery by Andrew Schaefer. Andrew Schaefer. Andrew Sh- Andrew Schaefer. I don't know. Yeah, Something like that. One of those. And Nate's starting with a beer because he God knows he needs it. This is Alpha King by Three Floyds. Alpha King is a bold yet balanced American pale ale with slight sweetness and aggressive citrus hoppiness. Great. It's fine. <laughs> it's considered world class on uh, Beer Advocate. This specific beer or just Three Floyds? No, that specific beer has almost 7,000 ratings on Beer Advocate, which if you've ever been to Beer Advocate, you should. it's like a beer nerd uh, rating website. It's like Goodreads for beer. <laughs> is is the beer like one of those old ones that before they started making more interesting beers, it just like has this legendary quality, like Heady Topper, where like, this is amazing, and then like 10 years later, like, this is like anything now. Yeah, it's it's been around forever. Uh, it's their flagship beer, of, and Three Floyds, you know, they've been around for at least probably close to 20 years at this point. I would say this is a pale ale in the style of the older IPAs, the hoppy, uh, the sort of more bitter IPAs. If you still like that, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it's only a little bit bitter, but it's lighter. You know, Jimmy's quest to find a light beer that still has flavor. Yeah, and has flavor. Hi, and uh, it has to have low alcohol for the quest. Well, this has 6.66% alcohol. Oh, oh, does it really? That's not low enough to really qualify. No. That's borderline. Yeah, it's not session, session area. This is almost an adult beer and not a child beer. Okay. The three Floyds are a lot of like heavy metal shit on their beer and the artwork and then everything looks like it's like a Dungeons oh, and yeah. Dragons this, fever dream. This, this is a like some sort of like goblin with a spear. <laughs> anyway, it's called Alpha King. <clears throat> I, Alpha King relates to the book because President Obama is definitely an Alpha King when it comes <laughs> to Joe Biden. Yeah, in, in Biden's mind, clearly. Yeah, so I guess we'll just dive into it because it opens yeah. up with Joe Biden in his house, clearly a sort of spurned lover of Obama in this version of Biden, which might be true. I don't know. But he's clearly very bitter that Obama's out in the world doing a lot of cool stuff like windsurfing with Bradley Cooper and Richard Branson. <laughs> he puts Bradley Cooper's face on a dartboard and throws darts at it because he misses Obama. You know, it's like... I was your best friend. Yeah. He hasn't even called. He, I wrote down, he scrolls through his old text messages while Jill is asleep next to him. That's some weird shit. That's stalker kind of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like a, like a jealous ex. But then, that night, he gets a, I forget, does he get a call or a text? He just, he goes outside. He gets oh, yeah. outside he, he and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. I looked this up. That's his real dog. I wanted to, because there's a bunch of stuff in here, and I, was, I lo- had to look it up like, is that real? Is that a real <laughs> thing about this? And some of it is real. Some of it is totally ridiculous. And some of it is like, like a step below Michael Crichton wiki entries on various aspects of government and Wilmington, Delaware. 
I think I think actually they nail Wilmington, Delaware. <laughs> yes. It, it is a horrible place. Have you been there? We've talked about it on the podcast, yeah. It's like the scariest place I've ever been in my life. Oh, sounds familiar. I, I, at 10 a.m., I had to walk to a, a Walgreens, and it was oh, like, I feared for my right. life. Yes, yes. And at, later in the book, they go, he goes about the river walk and how, like, oh, the taxpayers are still paying for it. I've been there. That's beautiful. That's a really nice place. <laughs> and there's a, a, actually a nice brew pub there. I, uh, Iron Hill Brewing, I think it's called. It's not, it's not the best beer, but it's, you know, pretty solid. Um, but he hears noises outside, he being Joe Biden right now, and he goes out to investigate, and he runs into... Um, a member of uh, this is going to be terrible. He runs into a Secret Service agent who I guess you can call him a member of the Kingsguard, sort of. This is Kingsguard IPA. It's a 7% alcohol IPA made by the Long Island City Beer Project that's like only about 700 years old. <laughs> it's. I probably bought that about 18 months ago. <laughs> it has a canned on. It was uh, not quite. Give yourself a little more credit. Uh, it was only canned 15 months ago. So oh, okay. <laughs> it could, you, I can't imagine it's going to be very good. <laughs> this is not your fault, LICBR project. It's actually fine. It's a fine IPA. I just, I bet fresh it would have been a little more um, flavorful. I have had it fresh. I think I had the other three from that four pack. I think it was pretty good, though it was 15 months ago, so who knows? <laughs> it's, that's like a thousand beers ago. No, I'm pretty sure. They, they have the LIC, they have a bunch of IPAs that are very similar to each other that have cool names, but they're all very tasty. Well, I'm glad we can get this out of my fridge because I have no room in my house for more beer. It's <laughs> like a struggle. I have to, I mean, I have to keep buying beer. That's, a, that's not a negotiable aspect <laughs> of my life, but there's just no room. So I have to like, tell them, like, you can't. That those you can't save those leftovers. Just chuck them. I need beer there. I made room for one more can now. Uh, it's fine. Uh, so um, the the Secret Service agent's name is Steve, and he's he's uh, Obama's you know guy. I, I guess I've I had heard that. I'd never checked into it. That presidents get Secret Service protection for life. Is that true? Ex presidents get it for life, and one of the things I looked up was that vice presidents get it for six months after, and then they don't get anything. I was like, "Is that true?" I looked it up, and it is true. I mean, honestly, I don't think they should get anything as a taxpayer. Like, you're done. I don't like, think they get. Be, I don't think they get a full like detachment of stuff. They don't. They don't, they don't have those guys running on the side of their car when no. they drive anywhere. Like, no, goes to like Seven Eleven. There's like four dudes panting next to his car. They definitely don't have that. I, I don't think presidents get like the full detail. Ex presidents, I mean, get the full detail, but they get some protection. And, and I think that makes sense because people they are going to be pissed. They made a lot of money as president. They make enough money. Their salary as president is enough to be in the one percent of the of earners in the country. Um, now they're not making Jeff Bezos money, but they're making uh, uh, more money than we'll make. It's probably unless this Patreon takes off and it's probably a national security thing. Just, you know, they know shit. And if you hire private security, who the fuck knows, but they invariably presidents leave and then they make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Speaking, writing their memoirs. That wasn't always should, the case, but it's definitely the case now. Like, like oh, they ju- President Obama's memoir is only just, was just announced this week, and it's going to sell millions of copies. So oh, I'm sure he's, he's going to be just memoirs fine. until you're old. Yeah. He, he's, he's not going to publish it till after the election. So, I mean, that's 
being very nice to very nice of him. I ju- I just feel like all the last handful of presidents, they all make they're all multi multi millionaires. Pay for your own fucking security detail. I, like why can't why do, why do we need to pay for that? That's that's the libertarian in me talking, I guess. Um, so that has nothing to do with the plot, basically. Because that's okay because uh, almost nothing of this. No, almost none of this book has much to do with plot. So Obama shows up and he's like, it's it kind of shows up like at Biden's house, but like in the woods next to the house. And one funny little detail was that, you know, oh, and he's like, how'd you get past the, uh, you know, automatic, you know, security light? And he's like, oh, it's right here. And he's holding the light bulb in his hand and it's like, oh, okay. And then he, and then Biden thought to himself, that's like 12 feet up and I don't see a ladder anywhere. <laughs> Obama has pseudo mystic, uh, mystical powers. Or he's, he's just so cool he can do whatever he wants. He's like the Dosekis guy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> but he's arrived at uh, Joe Biden's backyard because he's got a very important message for him. It's like, Joe, I heard about this Amtrak conductor. He's been found dead. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and he's like, the, the best part was like, his name, his name was Finn Donnelly. He's like, yeah. I knew him. He was one of the best. So what that means is Obama did not know that he actually knew this guy. He just figured he probably did. Because he's Amtrak Joe. He's Amtrak Joe. And he's like, hey, they found this body. They found him on the tracks. <laughs> wow, that's you've got a beer called On the Tracks? It's called Tracks. Wow. <laughs> but I have a picture of uh, train tracks on it. And it's well done. Civil Society Brewing. I've heard it, of him. We've had like one of theirs before. It's not common. They have a good reputation. They are from Jupiter, Florida. Good luck. Double India Pale Ale, 8.5 or 9.5, I can't see, and I don't care. Oh, it's lovely. That's very nice. <laughs> kind of melony. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good one. I would say if you can find it, you should drink it with your mouth. And if not your mouth, whatever you've got. And Joe Biden definitely needed a drink because the finest Amtrak conductor in the world had just died. And not just died, he was like, he, he was on the tracks and a train hit him. So he was like, and they weren't sure, was he dead already or was he, did somebody put him there? And he happened in the secret thing, which wasn't public, was that he had... When he, in his hand or like with his stuff, he had directions, directions to Biden's house. So it's like, ooh, that's weird. So that's what kind of like the excuse for involving the vice president, former vice president. And also he had heroin in his pockets. And Joe's like, nah, man, Finn was a, no way. a teetotaler like me. The worst he'd ever drink would be maybe a cherry cola. <laughs> nice. Just like Savage Garden. A chick of cherry cola? <laughs> this is cherry cola uh, evil water by Evil Twin. It is a cherry cola pastry seltzer. That's 4.5% alcohol. The fuck is a pastry seltzer? That's just what they put on there. It's just their hard seltzer. I feel like That's you could just say the... like cherry cola seltzer. I think they're just trying to attract beer nerds. Hmm. Uh, it's Mission a, it's accomplished. Sounds like <laughs> I've I've actually actually I bought two four packs of their seltzers. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Because they're really cheap. Hope never dies. This is fine. It does taste it tastes exactly what you would expect for a cherry cola seltzer? 
You know, it's not as sweet and syrupy as actually you know, cherry cola, uh, but it does have that flavor in mm. seltzer form. It's interesting. I don't know how many of these I could drink. I only have, have two more sitting in the fridge. If I have to make room, I guess I'll pound them fast. Some people are really into the hard seltzer thing. I kind of, in the summer, I get it. The rest of the year, I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. So then they're like, Biden goes on this mission, basically, to to find out what really happened and and clear Finn Donnelly's good name. That's well, kind of eventually, because first he's got a he's got a hem and haw about it, and he's caught to talk to his wife Jill about his CPAP machine for no reason. It's because he's an old man, <laughs> <laughs> and he go he goes to the funeral, and then he blows out his knee climbing under a fence. So for the rest of the book, he's complaining about his old man knee. <laughs> Which is different than most old men because they would have done it from the start of the book. <laughs> yeah, at least they made it like three chapters in. Though, I mean, probably like 20 chapters in because this book was 53, 56 chapters and like 300 pages. So there's a new chapter every 12 seconds. I, I will say this book had the funniest uh, dedication. Oh, uh, that was I've an amazing seen. one, yeah. The dedication just says, Thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, but he goes to the funeral for the train conductor guy because Biden, in his retirement in 2016 or you know 2017, has nothing to do. And he he goes, and then he runs into the guy who hit him is there, Alvin Harrison, and the Chipmunks, and they he's like just, he's just broken because he. He like violated the unspoken Amtrak code and don't hit a hit guy a with guy. a train, especially a friend, especially a brother. But the thing there is that you know Amtrak or train the the, the train guys know you know if you it's the easiest way to kill yourself in some ways, but it'll fuck up the conductor. He'll feel guilt and responsibility for it, even though they really there's nothing they could have done to stop it. So there's you, no you, way you can't Finn would have stop done that. a train. Like you can't stop a train. They need, they need like a mile to stop. I know? think that's the plot of a Denzel Washington movie, wasn't it? Like the whole movie is like you can't stop this you train. Know, surprisingly, it was a pretty good movie. <laughs> that was a movie, right? You, I watched it. It was like I shouldn't be enjoying this, but it's actually quite good. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It was called <laughs> Unstoppable, of course. Oh, all right. So then um, Alvin's there, and I forget who brings him. Alvin and. Simon Theodore, Theodore Simon uh, it's, it's like Alvin the, the Armenian the guy that owned and... them <laughs> was that guy Armenian that guy was Armenian like his name is like Dave like, what's his name Dave is that the, the chipmunk guy's yeah, name Dave it's like Dave Bogdasian or something like <laughs> really it's, it's it's I'm telling you he's, like, he's this Armenian is, this is really important this is, it is I mean really, now it is I very know, important I didn't know it was a thing even but now that I know it's a thing it's important we need to know it's about as important as any other detail in this book also true. Okay, so his his name is... Uh, oh, let me look him up. Yeah. Okay. I was fucking really close. So his like stage name is David Seville. And you're like, what's that? That's like a weird name. Could be anything. And his yeah, actual name was, was Ross, Bagda- Ross Bagdasarian. <laughs> dude, the dude was Armenian. <laughs> That's so weird that they would give it a detail like that. He's a fucking cartoon. That's his... No, the real man who made it up. Like the man who invented Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, I thought you meant like Dave, like the guy in the cartoon who owns the Chipmunks. No, that guy's Alvin. That guy's based on this real Armenian guy who probably ate a lot of lamb in his day. <laughs> well, I mean, it was delicious. <laughs> like in between t- 
takes uh, in, in between verses of that Christmas song, he would grow another beard. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> um, the engineer is there with the, like one of the union bosses at the Amtrak, oh, yeah. and they take Joe Biden, and they're driving somewhere where it doesn't matter, and uh, they stop at the scene of the accident, and Joe Biden gets out, and he's like looking around. And I don't know. I don't remember when this line came up, but it's one of the best and the worst lines I've ever seen in anything. It's just the elbows one. Yeah, opinions are like elbows. Everyone has one. Most have more than one. There's a lot of that in this book. Like to make Joe Biden sound like this folksy old timer, because he is. <laughs> this whole book is written like like a first draft of one of the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> like a noir, like a like a like a shittily done detective noir story, like but slightly slightly less ridiculous. Naked Gun, yes, it's like Naked Gun without any of the visual jokes. So you just get the script, which is kind of bland depending on how you deliver it. And there's no person in it who murdered his wife and her boyfriend. <laughs> OJ, oh. <laughs> OJ is in was it the first one? All of he's them? In all like of them. all three, dude. Yeah, he's oh, in all okay. Them. He, he killed great. in those movies. <laughs> he killed in real life too. <laughs> he's killing it. Yeah. Um <laughs> well the the character of Joe Biden the whole time reading this, I thought they based it I mean, sure based on their real Joe Biden, like factual stuff, but it was basically based on remember those memes in twenty sixteen with like Obama and Biden pictures and they'd put like dumb dialogue. Yeah. Like, where Obama, Mike Biden, like I took all the T's off the keyboards in the White House. <laughs> Trump was like, "We talked about this, Joe." Like those stupid memes are like, "It's, it's just that wave level at the Biden. just wave at the people, Joe." Now I'm a point at him. Like those <laughs> pictures. That's what Joe Biden's like the entire book. He's like pretty impulsive and really dumb. Like there, he's really dumb. My, one of my favorite parts of that is coming up soon when they. Well, first, he runs around, he busts his knee, and then uh, he talks about, you know, he used to play football in, in college or in high school, and he said, I didn't have the arm strength to be a quarterback or the long fingers to be a wide receiver, but I had the getaway sticks. <laughs> like, what the fuck are getaway sticks? <laughs> it's probably some old-timer expression for legs. I guess. I've, I, I have to imagine, like, how much of this is actual old-timey words and how much of this is this guy making up dumb-sounding old-timey words because it's equally possible. I think he didn't put that much effort to, into the book. That's that's my so feeling. Like research I it? mean, he did his best, but like the, the like if he really like triangulated all these really stupid quotes into it, I would be pretty surprised. Yeah. If you look up online, there are several dumb dictionaries like Urban Dictionary and the free dictionary that list getaway sticks is meaning likes. So he didn't just invent that. That's it's a great, it's a great word. This is full of really good lines, but absolutely no plot or purpose. There's a lot of, I, I, he says a lot of just things that sound like they're from a fucking John Wayne movie. He's like, I would, that's not worth a hill of beans. This <laughs> is hill of beans twice. And I feel like I said it a thousand times, but I word search it and he only says it twice. We're like, what in the Sam Hill was I doing? He said something was as serious as a heart attack sandwich. I actually highlighted that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, that's not the expression. And several, there's another one where he like, says this expression wrong. He's like, uh, 
A single bag egg, however, was all took to spoil the bunch. Like, that's an apple. It's not an egg. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know what? But Biden is known for, like, kind of misspeaking about things. I mean, it could be that, yeah. (laughs) That was, I'm sure that was the purpose. (laughs) Single bad egg. And so he uh, busts his knee, and then he gets picked up eventually by, he orders an Uber because he's the vice president. And instead of the Uber, Obama pulls up with Steve and they pick him up, and he says, I got this, I got this super cool SUV. In an ar- armored Escalade. Yeah. yeah, which he imported from Afghanistan. Like, they don't make that here. Yeah, I didn't get Re-imported that. Re-imported like, from Afghanistan. Yeah, like, sent like, Afghanistan, it and then he got it by back. a drug lord? <laughs> like, was some sort of, like, poppy dealer in Afghanistan, or very successful or goat herder? <laughs> Hamid Karzai. <laughs> but Obama's like, hey, Joe, you should have stayed home. And he's like, let's get a beer. This is called E.T. Stay Home 7. It's from Evil Twin. At the point of recording this, they have rec- made 15 of these, and they actually remade the first one. <laughs> they just they hit, the t- they hit the top and just started over? Uh, they did this fucking lame-ass shit where they put on their Instagram, like, hey, what beer should we redo? And then people, like shitheads like me, posted, <laughs> like, you should do this beer. And then, like, 700 comments or something. And then the next week, they're like, here's the beers we reboot. It's like, wait a second. There's no way you could have done that that fast. You had, you had no intention of listening to the people. You just made up your mind, you bastards. So, you're, politics, saying, so you're saying it's like democracy? No. <laughs> I'm saying it's like capitalism, maybe, but it's not. <laughs> this is a sour ale brewed with bananas and blueberry. That's 6.5%. And it looks like... Um, Ooh. Grape juice. It is like the darkest purple thing. Looks like purple stuff, yeah. It's so good. Oh, man. You wouldn't think banana and blueberry would work, but it does in a, in a mm. mad scientist way. I could, I could kind of see that. And the blueberry is not too tart, and it's cold to sour, but there's nothing sour about this at all. Mm. It's delicious. But uh, then Joe gets in the escalator, and then they go... Try to solve this mystery. Well, this is my favorite line of that. One of Joe's random lines was, uh, he's talking to Steve. He's like, are you Jewish? And he's like, I'm not Jewish. And he's <laughs> Do like, you ever have matzo ball have, have soup? You had matzo ball soup. What the fuck? Why would he ask that? And then mom was like, enough, Joe. Just like, he's had enough of Joe's shit. <laughs> That's how Joe, Joe makes some awkward small talk. <laughs> I so also fucking weird. <laughs> but it, I mean, I don't really follow politics that closely, but it fits what I think Joe Biden's like. Yeah, it's he kind of says some weird shit. Like I think the other day, like I'm gonna, hey, Latino voters, and he plays Despacito. <laughs> like, dude, you're a little. I see where you're going, but it's a little weird, man. It's better than the Taco Bowl, but not by much. It's only slightly better than when in 2012, when Mitt Romney was standing with a group of black voters, and he and Mitt Romney unprompted went, "Who let the dogs out? Who? Who?" <laughs> <laughs> that well, in fairness to Mitt, that song just made it to Utah <laughs> in 2012. <laughs> He's not allowed to listen to the radio. Yeah, that's right. He has to. He has to only hear it in like cars that pass by on the street. <laughs> Is that man looking for his dog? It's on the roof. I'm not saying Joe Biden's unique in doing awkward and weird things. No, he's just everyone's the one that's in this book. <laughs> so then, there's a lot of stupid plot. They're, it's they're a mystery. Gonna, yeah, they're looking for shit, and they're looking around, and they're talking about going to a hotel to find somebody. And he's like, "Holiday Inn Express. They have continental breakfast because 
He's a connoisseur <laughs> of hotel breakfast, of course. <laughs> and then, the, yeah. So then they go to the motel, and then they figure out what room the guy had stayed in. Oh, the first they go. Joe goes to um, the like hospice or something where the the guy's who's dead, Finn's wife is. Yeah, she's had a stroke. And there's a strange guy who's really big and has long hair. And he's like, oh, well, I'm just leaving. I'm a minister. And then Joe's like, that guy's totally not a fucking minister. First, he's like, you oh, right, lots of ball soup. <laughs> he's like, ministers? Hmm, do you like minestrone? Like, you know, <laughs> but he, he's like, this guy's a minister. And then the guy, he goes out and he says, oh, that minister left his Bible. And they're like, there's, dude, there's no minister. He's like, oh, fuck. I fell for it. The Bam oldest boozled. one in the book. You keep talking about getting you bamboozled over and over I, again. I got hornswoggled by that, <laughs> that man. That, so um, that guy's there. And then, you know, half the book passes that you totally will forget about that character. Uh, and then they go to the motel and then they go to the room and there's a person in there and some some lady. But then they like run away because they're pussies. And then they go into the room. They like get left. attacked by a shoe. Joe does later, but that yeah. lady hits him with her shoe. Yeah, later on. At this point, they think they're in the wrong room, and they just back out because they think she they broke into the wrong room, and then they go back in, and they realize it was the right room, and she's gone. And they're trying to solve the mystery, and they're like, some of the carpet's gone, and Obama is like constantly just chain-smoking cigarettes because he's the coolest president to Joe because he misses the old days when they were a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is Power Couple by Talea. This is a hazy double IPA. Tropical, juicy, smooth. This is pretty similar to the other one. It's also quite nice. Uh, yeah, it's a tropical, juicy, smooth double IPA. It's, it doesn't stand out, but that's okay, because the standard one is pretty good. It's kind of hard for them to stand out once you've had like 300 of like them. we have. <laughs> you know, they kind of, they're all good. for the, the ones that suck stand out. Yeah, it's really well, there, there's some that like, well, this is different. This one's not super different, but nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I dig it. I'm glad that both of them are good, and I can drink both of them. So they uh, eventually, through various bullshit things that don't matter, they end up at like basically whatever is almost a Waffle House looking for information. It's the Waffle like, Depot, dude. Waffle Depot. It's like Home Depot, but it, just it waffles. Says it, it's, it's waffles in bulk. <laughs> I'm here to get fucked up on waffles. Do you want a case of waffles? <laughs> we serve them by the pallet. And uh, b- before they left Joe's house, uh, they got back together. Um, he's like, "We'll we'll go drive around. We'll go to the thing." He's like, "Oh, you can't take that big SUV. That'll stand out. Let's take my neon green Dodge Charger. No one will notice that." It's like great idea, Joe. I like how uh, when they have to find, uh, we pass it over, it doesn't matter much, but they have to find the guy's car in the parking lot. And Joe Bob's like, this guy's just like me. He's an old man. He's got, he's, wait, he doesn't have a cell phone, but he also hasn't bought a new car in like 39 years. And so they look for the car with the bumper sticker from Biden's like 1992 <laughs> Senate campaign. <laughs> like, like riding with Biden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That might have been his real slogan. I don't know. <laughs> but absolutely, could have been. Yeah. yeah, definitely was. The oh, the Biden campaign definitely did release a ad of just recently of Biden like talking about his cool classic car and just like driving it around. Like it's supposed to, you know, make him seem personal and stuff like that. <laughs> so I want to say this scene is totally accurate. <laughs> so then they um, 
go, they're driving around in Obama. Oh, no. Fuck, no, I'm fast forward. They have a few series of like, the only good parts of this book are their little interactions of Joe being an idiot. He's kind of like a, like a, a smarter Forrest Gump. <laughs> like he just kind of stumbles <laughs> just, into everything. Yeah. And he's dumb and he's like, show do care about your education. You know, he just like doesn't really, he doesn't really bring much to the table. And he can, he constantly say, like, I think that the underlying point of the book, the author's like, Joe Biden, please run for president. Like that's kind of the theme. He wants to keep making, making books. Well, I think, the, I mean, the guy, they're, they're, I, to, to, for a book that is basically like Obama fantasy porn, like there doesn't actually shit on, there's not a lot of stuff about Trump. There's a handful of throwaway lines. It's, it's, that's really not it, which I kind of liked. I feel like that would have been really too easy. Um, but there's a lot, the whole book, the whole course of it is like Obama and or Biden kind of going from like, I'm never going to run for office again to like, maybe I'm going to run for president. I, I have a few questions. Maybe we'll discuss at the end. Sure. Which is like, I don't know who this book is for, but we'll figure that out by the end, maybe. Uh, Three drunk guys, at least. Yeah, it's for us and for you, listener. Uh, So they go on adventures, and they're at the Waffle Depot, and they're asking the waitress, and Biden gets the shits, and he has to go to the bathroom. I wrote this whole paragraph down because it's (laughs) great. (laughs) I made a beeline for the men's room and did my business. As I dry my hands, I read the descriptions of the various Papa Stoppers for sale in the restroom vending machine. The big metal case on the wall promised all variety of sensual seductions, from glow-in-the-dark rubbers to studded tinglers for her pleasure. Take your pick. Just three quarters apiece. I had three quarters, but I wasn't going (laughs) to blow them on a tingler. (laughs) (laughs) Like I like to believe this is actually what Joe Biden's everyday thought process is, because it's totally believable. (laughs) And that that passage is actually kind of important, because for a couple scenes, Joe Biden uses an alias, and he's (laughs) Joe Tingler. Yeah, Joe Tingler. (laughs) me uh joe by tingler <laughs> that's what he says uh and he does it more than once it's, yeah yeah he's really, always really joe tingler when he's just sniffing people's hair and then they they find out that the guy had a bag or he didn't have a bag i don't really he remember. had a bag and he seemed troubled when he was getting the waffles <laughs> but because he's a regular they the girl the waitress who they say like a minute later it looked really dumb i think is or maybe it's a girl at the Seven Eleven looked really dumb but she remembered him. Oh, of course I remember that guy <laughs> last Tuesday morning who had a waffle stack of waffles. He seemed upset and he had a black duffel bag. And they're like, that's probably important somehow. My, my Biden senses are tingling. <laughs> Joe Tingler. <laughs> so now we got to find that shit out now. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't really... It, it, a bunch of shit happens, but almost nothing happens also. I mean, they, fi- they find out that... The what Finn Donnelly was actually was actually buying drugs, or he was told asked by right to the end, yeah, yeah. So he was actually like into drugs because his wife was like in the hospice and not into drugs. He was like trafficking, trafficking them he, for a biker. He, he, gang. he was gonna be like, yeah, there's a biker gang, and they have like a skull with diamonds in the eyes, or was that what it was? Yeah, it was some kind of. They had a tattoo. The, the Marauders, Marauders. I can't. And say then. That and then, like, uh, they're, like, they notice somebody's following them, and there's, like, a biker dude. It's after this, they're at the gas station, and then they go on the... Um, and they almost the, hit him with... Joe Biden drives, and he almost hits the guy with his car, because he yeah. drives like an old man. <laughs> <laughs> and then that guy flips him off, and then Biden's like, I'm oh, fuck that guy, and he chases <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> well, he's driving the armored Escalade with... with 
Obama Steve. and the, and Steve, the Secret Service agent in the back. The guy and he's never just, had matzo ball he's soup. Chasing them and not a Jew. One <laughs> uh, one line I definitely chuckled at is that they're like driving as fast as they can go, which is eighty five, trying to chase the motorcycle. And there's but they're stuck behind it. Uh, old car with Vermont plates, and there's an old person yeah. driving. You know, Biden goes, everyone say hi to Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> but then they don't take him on. I'm like, come on, that was actually really funny. <laughs> it was like, it was a pretty funny line. Anyway, so then he's driving, and they're like trying to chase him, but there's a cow in the road, and so he swerves and out into a field, and somehow they don't all die. Steve gets knocked unconscious, though, because he's the weakest. He takes a beating. That's why he's only like a ex-president secret service guy he doesn't actually protect a, a normal president he's also like uh he's on like the keto diet and he refuses to eat carbs until he has some like of joe biden's meal at the waffle depot which is just like hash browns covered in chili <laughs> hot sauce cheese <laughs> diabetes a severed foot from a lawn you know just like <laughs> it's, yeah it's horrible it's with pork rind croutons <laughs> it's disgusting and they con they, they, several times they mention how enormous Joe Biden's prostate is. Well, he's an old man. That's a given. It's the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> it, it would be more worth mentioning if he didn't have a giant prostate. <laughs> he's just so virile. Uh, more silly stuff happens. They find out that the DEA, DEA searched Finn's house, but they don't really know how. Then they find out that the woman who was in the motel room is an insurance. She's a representative of the insurance company. She's a, a PI. And while interviewing her in the middle of their dramatic questioning, he gets an ice cream headache from eating his ice cream too fast. That's later on, yeah. He does that, yeah. <laughs> That's so totally first, realistic. <laughs> the, the first scene, uh, he also complains that there's too many chocolate chips. <laughs> if I wanted chocolate, I would have ordered chocolate. <laughs> but I can't taste the vanilla. <laughs> He's just a crazy old man. But he, back in my day, there was enough chips. So he goes to the, the, the daughter of the dead guy's house, and then he sees the woman from the motel coming in. He's like, oh, shit, it's her. And meanwhile, the whole time, Joe Biden's wearing uh, a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and uh, it's, sandals. It's an Aloha shirt. It's an Aloha shirt. I refuse to say it. It might be what it's called, but <laughs> no. He, he talks specifically <laughs> like, I wanted to call it a Hawaiian shirt. Brock said they had to call it an Aloha shirt. That's what they're called. So I call it an Aloha shirt. I want to believe that uh, Obama told him that, just to see if he'd believe it. <laughs> it's, it's, there's, a, there's a non-zero chance. Look, at this. Look what I can get this dummy to believe. This old idiot. So then uh, he tries to attack her with his sandal, which I have to imagine was vaguely orthopedic for a 70-year-old man to be wearing. And then she hits him with her shoe somehow and beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Just smacks him around. Like he owed her money. It's <laughs> like it's brutal. <laughs> and then they're like, "All right, let's cool." And then, and there's several scenes in the book where he has to put a bag of frozen peas on his face. <laughs> and in this one, it's like, "Oh, it was." I can't remember the line. But it was like broccoli Normandy. I don't like carrots. <laughs> like he's just like a dumb. It was, no, it was his. Uh, the, the the it was like the California medley of frozen vegetables. It's like three of my least favorite vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like broccoli, carrots, and cauliflower. Which, to be fair, cauliflower is among the worst vegetables in the world. Oh, yeah. It's just like creepy ghost broccoli, and no one <laughs> likes it. I'd like to think it's albino broccoli. And it's it just basically been, is. It's, it's just ostracized. Like, it's like, oh, this broccoli is no good. Let's just call it something else and throw it in a frozen bag. It's like a, the vampire of broccoli. <laughs> Can't go in the sun. 
It's after Bonicula got to the broccoli. Exactly. Mm, true. That's a callback. <laughs> Very. So then uh, that's over two years ago now, <laughs> I think. Is that right? Is that two years ago? Maybe, yeah. It wasn't this last was October. Or two no, years. was it last October? No, it was last October. 2019? Because we did all vampire books. Oh, shit. All right. Mm. Oh, wait. Our... Uh, oh, you're right. Our current uh, October scary books month has just passed. I'm sure you're just coming out from under your blankets. So yeah. <laughs> it's a oh. better world now. Just kidding. By the way, you know, it's scary. We forgot to mention our Patreon. Wow. Oh, God. It's also scary. People pay for us to read this book. And many others. Thanks, Patreon. If you, uh, if you feel like you have too much money, head on over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you can give some of it to us. It's totally not tax deductible, but you could support <laughs> this not. podcast. And in return, we will give you amazing things like, well, in the spirit of democracy, you could vote for our book, uh, you know, book of the month, but we pick the candidates kind of like the DNC and RNC do. And then you could, uh, what else do you get? Oh, you get a, a cool sticker we'll send you with a handwritten note. You'll get uh, early access to all of our episodes by two weeks, unless we mess up and sometimes it's three weeks or one week. <laughs> that only happened one time so far. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but it still it averages out. So far. Uh, you'll also get uh, to access exclusive content that you cannot get anywhere else because I don't know where anyone else would have our shit, but there are books we do, short stories. They don't care about our shit, so we're the only ones that's not not worth worth pirating. Bootlegging, yeah. Yet. So then uh, you can get all that exclusive content uh, and it's just like show off to your friends. Like you could, you know what you could do? You could read, you could pretend you read the books and then talk about them and you could even steal our jokes. Like we're cool with that. It's funny. Because you gave us a couple dollars. That's that's the horrors we are. Several people will find you funny. And, uh, Especially and to, that attractive woman slash man you're talking to at a bar. Yes. People love book banter. Yes, they do. I read that in a book. Seals the deal every time. Tell them about the time you heard about a book someone else read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you could also get a copy of our... Right now we're doing a read-along of Don Quixote. You can ask, that's the Patreon exclusive content right now. And if you go to our highest tier, we'll send you a copy of the damn book because we actually want people to read books. And we'll send you a cop, uh, send you a copy. No, we'll send you an actual uh, Drunk Guys Book Club pint glass, which I'm drinking out of right now. And I think it's why all these beers have tasted pretty good because of the glass. It can't possibly be that I bought good beers. You'll have to find out by heading over to patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club. That's all I'm saying. Your results may vary. <laughs> Speaking of varied results... This investigation is not going well because neither of them are actually detectives. <laughs> also, there's a cop in this that we forgot to mention. Dan Joe, Joe Italiano. Yeah, he really is. And, of course, a angry police captain who's a lady because they needed a female character. She's barely in it, though. She really was a waste of a character. Yeah, so is Jill Biden. Or Michelle. She's not, just, really she's not in, it. in it at all. So uh, they're, you know, doing the thing and blah, 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 and all this shit happens. And long story short, Joe Biden has a dream where Barack Obama clad in a toga, <laughs> riding a uniform, riding Corn. a unicorn. Dude, how drunk are you? Tells him <laughs> to run for president. So he says, okay, cool, I will. And he wakes up and then he finds a letter mailed from Finn Donnelly. 
Because if, once again, if he had just opened his mail on time, there would not have been an adventure. He'd be like, oh, it's all spelled out for me. I had the answer the whole time. I wish I could read. I'm Joe Biden. You know, we, uh, we skipped when they chased the biker to his biker, pe- uh, biker club. Oh, yeah. And Obama's like a badass with a shotgun. Like yeah. He disarms a guy and beats, him to, beats the shit out of some guy off camera. And takes his sawed-off shotgun and then, like, walks into the biker place and is like, everybody, sit the fuck down. No, what does he and say? everyone and like, recognizes him, but no yeah, one they recognizes don't, Joe they Biden. They don't recognize <laughs> Biden. The hero like, of I Delaware. was your senator for 37 years. <laughs> Whatever it was. That <laughs> he, uh, but... It's because of his Aloha shirt and his Ray-Bans. They recognize... He mentions Ray-Bans. I feel like Ray-Bans sponsored this book. It's a pretty classic Joe Biden look. The (laughs) leather jacket and aviators. Oh, yeah, totally. He he only wears that later in the book at the very end. But he's still looking like a fucking douchebag grandpa tourist most of the book. Because at this point in his life, he's not Joe Biden anymore. He's a shell of Joe Biden. It takes him this adventure with Barack to become the Joe Biden we all need again to put the leather jacket back on. It's a metaphor or bullshit. I think, I think that's bullshit. actually the point of the book, <laughs> actually. But um, they, all the gang, uh, biker gang guys are in awe of Obama because uh, he killed bin Laden. <laughs> that's the all. Are. And Biden's like, actually, it was SEAL Team 6. Like, that's enough, Joe. Shut the, he's like, actually, SEAL, he's like, actually, it was SEAL Team 6. And like, SEAL Team 6 is outside in the car, and they're going to beat the sh- They're going to shoot every one of you bitches if you don't fucking answer our questions. And then they... Take they, they find the guy from the beginning, and then they take him to the Guantanamo Bay of Delaware, which is basically <laughs> All a of storage Delaware. unit. <laughs> they take him to a storage unit. Actually, there's a line. Oh, when they're in the store and they're interrogating the guy, they have him in Joe Biden's storage unit. And you know, he's like, I've got rights. And like, I hear Gitmo is nice this time of year. <laughs> he's like, I'm an American. Shut the fuck up. And they interrogate him with no... No concern about that. <laughs> they just do that. You know. Yep. And then when they leave him, they go, we got to go somewhere. Ob- their solution is Obama hits him in the head with the pistol or something. <laughs> yeah, he just it's knocks like, him out with a gun. Sleep it off. <laughs> it would have been great if he had like a weird presidential pun, like, a, you know, like action movies from the 80s where you'd say something ridiculous when you're badass. If he's like, I elect to hit you. I don't know what you say. <laughs> you have something the right re- to remain silent. <laughs> Though Joe Biden did say it when they were talking to him, you better start beating your gums. It's not pleasant. And it makes you think that the guy has no teeth. Well, he was. they were all on the hard drugs. He might have had a meth mouth. Well, they were into dealing hard drugs. But when they, they, were all, they all reeked of pot and whiskey, and they were listening to Kenny Rogers at their motorcycle <laughs> club. These are weird bikers. They're not as tough as you think if they're like listening to the gambler maybe they're doing the deep cuts so ultimately they get the le- biden gets the letter and it's like uh, the guy's like totally it's totally what you think i was involved with drugs and i was selling i was uh, muling drugs for the gang but i'm not doing it anymore tell my wife i love her and then biden's like oh shit that's and what he, happened here's where my bag is right I left my bag in the train station because every because you can't go a chapter in this without saying the word train or Amtrak. It's <laughs> yeah. I think it's contractual. Every required. chapter. Uh, there was one inter- one exchange I liked. It was you sure know a lot about trains. I don't know jack squat about trains. I know a lot about Amtrak. There's a yeah. big difference. I'm not a foamer for Pete's sake. Speaking of Joe, a rail fan, a foamer, train spotters, rail nuts, hoggers. I do remember that exchange, and it was. Really fucking weird. 
As is most of the book. Oh, yeah. So he goes and he gets the bag and, you know, he has to pretend he lost it because it's at a lost and found in Baltimore. And he's like, oh, it's, your, it's my gym clothes. And then inside is a monster energy drink. And he's like, wait a second, that guy wouldn't drink monster energy. And inside of it is a taped up bag of white powder that must be drugs. And then he gets on the train to go back. And that cop that you saw in one other scene of the book is like, maybe two. Maybe two. Dan Capriati. Caprese He's salad. one scene in the beginning, and then he calls him on the phone at like 20% later. So then they take uh, a guy's really shady, and he gives away too much information. How did you know it was Powerade or, you know... Monster. Yeah. How did you know it was in an energy drink? I didn't tell you that yet. And then Obama, Obama you want to say Biden... I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I have the, I have the poops. <laughs> That's basically what he says. And then not totally really believable, thi- not really thinking about it. He leaves the fucking bag of drugs there. Well, he doesn't realize that he, that the guy has given up the thing until he's in the bathroom having his poops. He was like, wait, I never said anything about an energy drink for Pete's sake. And he goes back and the guy's gone. Well, he goes to take, um, he actually, he senses something's wrong. And when he's in the bathroom, he tries to call someone, but his phone dies because he doesn't know how to charge it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what happens. Also believable. And then, of course, he goes out. The guy's gone. The bag is gone. He looks for him through all the cars, finds him in the, he, he, he walks into some other car at the very end of the train. Someone hits him in the head. And then there's like a big uh, biker guy named Texas who's holding him in a bear hug, I guess. We also left out that the other biker they chased, his nickname was T-Swizzle. They named him <laughs> after Taylor Swift. Well, because his name was Taylor. Yeah. Like, your name is T-Swizzle like Taylor Swift. That's a biker thing. I think that's how it works, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because bikers are totally into Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're into Kenny Rogers. They might as well be. <laughs> So then, uh, you know, then the guy does the James Bond thing of I'm going to explain everything and taunt you as the clock runs down. And Biden's like, I just got to keep him talking. And then the guy's because like, because I know you. the train schedule. Yeah, because <laughs> they're in the, they're in the vestibule Joe. between cars. I don't know how that works. I've never been on Amtrak. It's like any other. It's like you have to take the Long Island Railroad. Usually, I'm very drunk when I'm on the long run. <laughs> it's so basically just remember. like there's like a section in between the cars where the where you either get off the train, not on not on along on railroad, but on like Amtrak. There's there's a section where you get off the train aside from the seats, or it's also where the conductors stand to do their shit. But it's like there's no it's like a door, and then there's a little section where you can hang out, wait to get off the train, and then there's a it connects to the other door, which goes to the next car where there's another section like that, but on the other car and then the door on that side that goes to the other seats. So there's like a little isolated section where people don't really hang out because it's not a seat. It's only to get off. So if you're in between stations, there's no reason for anyone to really be there. Well, they're, they're there. I'm not a foamer, but you know, I've been on a train. I've been on a train. You have foamer tendencies. So then they throw, they basically, the guy's like, all right, fuck you, Joe Biden. And he throws him out of the door of the moving train that's doing like 50 miles an hour as it's winding its way to Wilmington. No, he doesn't throw Joe Biden out of the door. No, he, he throws, does. He, Biden gets, and Biden's like holding no, on. Biden, his, he, Biden headbutts the biker and the biker oh, yeah, whispers yeah, 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 to yeah. him, 
I'm an undercover cop because we haven't hit every detective trope yet, and then we just did. And There's no serial killer yet, so we haven't hit every We haven't trope. read the second book yet, and hopefully we never will. Uh, but Wait, the, does the guy say I'm an undercover The guy doesn't say I'm an undercover cop. Yeah, he says I'm DEA. I know he tells them that. No, no, no. But the cop, no, the other cop actually knew he was DEA, but had to get rid of him because the other cop is obviously crooked at this it's point. It's a quintuple so, cross. And so he had to get rid of <laughs> he had to get rid of the guy, the DEA agent who figured him out. So he so tosses he the threw DEA him off the train, you know, when the train's going fifty but miles. But Joe an Biden hour. was like holding on, hanging outside the door. There's like I yes. felt my pinky slip away, and then then the DEA guy pulls him in. Yeah. And yeah. then when the, and you see yeah, that yeah. The, the cop has been knocked out in the corner. And he's like, oh, boy, golly shucks. That was weird. <laughs> and he says some old man shit. And then that cop wakes up when they're not looking, and he throws the fucking big dude out, and he splatters against the rocks. So at the, this last scene, or second to last scene, there's a, like, you know, movie fight scene. Imagine, like, oh, yeah. you know, punch out in, the, in between two train cars. <laughs> You know, imagine it's the subway in New York on, you know, almost any Saturday night. There's <laughs> not enough pee. Or homeless people. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, right. It's, it's been a while. Dude, Amtrak is expensive. The subway. It's so fucking expensive. Not even the Acela. Not even the Acela. The Acela is really expensive. The Acela is like taking a, limous- a private limousine between cities. That level of expensive. It's, and it's not actually faster than the bus either. It's really so, not. It's very strange. What's the point of it? It's a little bit nicer. It's not it's a nicer. Little, it's than a the little, bus. It's a little than faster the than the shitty regular trains. I'm I talking about the it. regular trains. Yeah, I, mean, I used to take. I used to have to go between between here and Boston all the time. I would take the bus. The bus was four and a half hours. The regular train was four and a half hours, and the Acela was three and a half hours, but That's ten times a, the price. Is it really that much money? I've never even looked at the bus was it. thirty it's forty insane. bucks. The Acela was four hundred minimum. No, it was like hundred and eighty. The regular train was 180, 200 for me. Jesus, yeah. It's, unless it's unless you buy so it expensive. nine or tw- ten years ahead of time, <laughs> no, it's really expensive. All right, fine, whatever. <laughs> but then, so they have a punching fight, and then uh, the guy, the the bad cops, get hit by a train, and it's all it seems like it's over, but it's not because he lives, even though he's a meat puddle. Well, no, the bad cop. <laughs> He gets out. He jump. He, he drops out of the train. He's like, "Fuck you, Joe Biden." And then, as soon as he lands on the tracks, a train going the other direction hits him. And then that guy comes back like a T one thousand, but made out of gravy and then <laughs> <laughs> chopped meat. And he's like, Ugh! and he, and then they shoot him. No, he shoots Barack Obama, and Joe Biden jumps in the way, and he takes the bullet, and then everyone shoots the cop. And then Joe Biden's like, I was saved by my Presidential Medal of Freedom. I just carry around with me. Well, the whole book, he, every once in a while, he'd look at it and be like, I, it hurts too much to think about Obama. <laughs> but then when he put on the bomber jacket, he put that in his pocket. Yeah, because he's ready to fuck now. Because <laughs> he's part that. of the power couple. Ah, that's exactly. Famous. Yeah, that's the reason. And so they solve the mystery. And, you know, Barack's like, the most important legal in my life has always been women. And, you know, I have guys I play ball with, guys I have beers with, but you, it's different. And so they agree to be better friends and try and, you know, stay in touch more. And Barack asks him, like, why do you have a picture of Bradley Cooper on your dartboard? <laughs> and Joe's like, don't worry about it. I'm just looking to see if there's any, any other important things I noted. <laughs> important is a very vague term. <laughs> 
That word is doing a lot of work. <laughs> oh, it did have one of my favorite uh, phrases that I think should be a band name. When they land and when they crash after trying to hit the cow or not hit the cow, he says, we were standing in a fecal minefield. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the worst type of metal. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. It's, that f- it's fecal metal. That's there was style, th- right? It must be. There's every mm-hmm. kind of metal. If you have if you have a noun or adjective, you put it before metal, it exists. You could even do it for some adverbs, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly metal. <laughs> but there's um another another random th- uh, allusion to Field of Dreams in his dream about um uh Obama on the unicorn, I think, right? And he's like, Is this he- is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> that's that's the line from that stupid movie. There was another line I liked. There were two of them. I might have been Irish, but I wasn't stupid. He what? tells a <laughs> and the other one was what I'm trying to say is the Irish aren't known for keeping secrets. We like to talk. Like, what is all the anti-Irish slander here? He does have a really funny joke there that I I think I'd heard a very a variation of his Polish joke when it's you know one Irish guy says to the other one, "Hey, if you can guess how many uh, donuts I have in this bag, I'll let you eat both of them." Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've heard that as a Polish joke. Yeah, that was a good joke. And but one one line that was actually um, meant to be funny at the time, but takes on a new meaning after the like debates when they talk about Strom Thurmond. Oh God, yeah. And Joe Biden's like Strom may not have been Pope Francis, but he wasn't a sexist. And I think it's Obama's. He was racist, Joe. And then Joe says the correct term is segregationist. <laughs> it's like oh. That doesn't hold up well. Yeah, Obama after. says, oh, that's so much better. <laughs> but after uh, Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris called Biden basically a segregationist helper yeah, that didn't in go those well. debates, that's, ooh, that, that kind of... I guess we've all just agreed to uh, forget that that happened. Yeah, well, when she was asked about it, she was like, it America, was a debate. Baby. You just say whatever you need to say, apparently. So the book ends, it was silly... It had an, an incredible premise. I'll give it that. Like you said, what's the book about? It's like it's about Joe Biden, Barack Obama, trying to solve the mystery of his favorite Amtrak conductor. Like that's great. <laughs> that's I, funny. I had yeah. I had doubts until you said that, and now I no longer do. But then you read the book, it's like, oh, that that's all he had. It's it's a very by the numbers mystery. You know, you just you just take a bunch of things. You're like, all right, uh, Obama and Biden. Uh, Amtrak, uh, drugs, biker, drugs, biker, biker gang, gang, and uh, dirty uh, cop. Yeah, dirty cop. There, you angry go. Uh, police captain. Yeah, she's in like one scene, but they mention her a lot. Like she gives Biden a a, a talking to. Stay out of my way. I might be the next police chief here, buddy. That's about it. And, and they're like in fear of her the rest of the book, and she never appears again. It was really kind of weird. Yeah, it's not the best written mystery. Definitely not. Well, uh, did you guys look up anything about the author himself? I, I just nope. saw when I looked up um, him on Amazon, It's a, he's written like a bunch of other books, and the picture of him is like him holding his cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he, all right. He looks like, uh, just like just someone who would write this book, really. <laughs> uh, but... I looked up some of some of the stuff about him just because, like, who who would do this to us? And he is mainly known. Uh, he, he does book reviews for various online things, 
and he owns a greeting card company called Order of St. Nick because he thought that there weren't enough secular holiday cards. Like, I, I'm going to give you a card for, I'm going to give you a card for Labor Day? I don't <laughs> fucking, like, I, I really don't fucking know. But, yeah, that's, what, and he also, he also writes a bunch of other parody books, though this part was actually quite funny. Uh, not the name of, not, not the books themselves or the name of the books, because he writes a Fifty Shades of Grey parody called Fifty Shames of Earl Grey, which is not funny. It's not good. <laughs> it but the pen, <laughs> the pen name he used for that is Fanny Merkin. Wow. All right, well. Is he British? <laughs> no, he's from fucking Iowa. Oh, that's why he said it was heaven. He writes dumb parody. He wrote a few other books, but mainly he owns a greeting card company for secular greeting cards and writes dumb parodies and writes book reviews for the Huffington Post. So <laughs> the bar is not high, but it's higher than time. this. <laughs> All right, honestly, would you rather re- have read this or Death on the Nile? I'd rather read this because it was faster. It was more enjoyable than Death on the Nile, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, was like the chore. lines, like the like the throwaway, like joke noir lines were they were legitimately funny. There was a lot of like funny one liners, but the book and the story were I, I, maybe we're being too hard on this. It's not meant to be a good book. It's not meant no, to be. It's meant to be silly. But it's Whereas just like, fuck. Death on the Nile was meant to be serious. It was meant, there are no jokes in that book. It is Death on the Nile is like, I am the master of mystery novels. And this is like, oh, I'm writing a parody of mystery novels with Joe Biden as the main character. Yeah. It's not well written. I mean, it's okay, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it is competently written. It's yes. better than Fifty Shades it's of competent. Grey. But it has it has every single like detective story trope in it. That's for sure. Which so if he does, if there there is a second one, if there really, but because it's, the it's kind of a parody already, it's like that's fine. Yeah, it's like that's kind of what you expect. It, it would kind of be a, a real waste if you had a really inventive thing and you like, and I'll also put that in my detective story about Obama and Biden. <laughs> that's not the place yeah, to show your, that at all. That's his Trump Pence mystery novels that he's going to start writing pretty soon. I, you know what? I hope he just writes for every president. <laughs> Whoever leaves office and they, they get their own mysteries. Did you just start at George Washington and work his way forward? But for the, only the vice presidents. <laughs> oh, God. Get to some like, deep cuts. Like Hannibal Hamlin mystery number three. The fuck is Spiro Agnew going to solve? <laughs> he, how, how, do I, how do I get away with this shit? <laughs> how corrupt can I be before they catch me? How do I not get impeached or <laughs> sent to jail? He almost got sent to jail. Not only did he have to, did Spiro Agnew have to resign? He almost got sent to jail. So, um, who should read this book? <laughs> that is my question: is who is this book for? You know, I thought, um, I thought the West Wing was liberal porn. The, there was a lot of this where it was just like Obama, okay, the but this is guy a parody of lived. that. It, this is a parody of that. Oh, sure. No, I'm not saying it's serious, but that was kind of the gist. It's not meant to be serious. And I'm not saying this is meant to be like, you're going to read this book and be like, you know what? I should vote for Biden. But it's just, it's just really silly the, the way Biden, the character, worships Obama. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. That, yeah, yeah, that's the well, thing. objectively like, the cooler Obama will, that's even, true. even if slash when uh, Biden wins the presidency, and we, we, we're recording this well before, so don't tell us how it ends. But uh, 
<laughs> uh, but Obama will still be the cooler one. There's just no way around it. That's fair. Totally. Though one thing, like the whole book seems to be the, the main point, as I said earlier, is how Biden decided to run for president since he didn't run in 2016. It doesn't make, I mean, not that it's, it's really you know, propaganda or meant to get voters to do anything. It, if I read this book, it would not make me want to vote for Biden based on this. Like he comes off as a real dumb, old, weird man. So I'm not really yeah. sure what the well, point I mean, this was. This book came out years ago at this point, right? right. Like two years but ago. The guy, There's already a second one. I mean, there, he, he clearly spent a weekend writing this, but I'm not sure it's meant to propagandize anyone. I don't think it's I really. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who would r- love this book. As a solid like three and a half stars on Goodreads or something, but I gave it three stars because like it is fine. It's got funny lines, but that's that's the best I can say about it. But I mean, if you're saying like it's meant to be stupid, it's still not very good. It's almost not satire enough. It needs to be either a better detective novel or more satire and just silly, more farce. And either one of those would actually made it a better book, I think. That's a good point. Yeah, I can see that. Because they're actually, yeah, they they're, they're, they solve the mystery by total luck. They, he stumbles into everything. Yeah, they're really bad at it. And at the end, they're like, we should do this more often. Let's solve mysteries. Like, no, you shouldn't because you didn't solve this one. The guy left the answer in your fucking mailbox and you didn't read it. And then the bad guy told you all the details anyway. Yeah, you guys did nothing. You just got in the way the whole time. Maybe. Oh, wait. Maybe this is like a deep thing by a super conservative about how government just gets in the way of fixing problems. I doubt the guy that started a <laughs> I doubt that yeah. reading card company did that. And writes book reviews for Huffing- Huffington Post would, would do that. <laughs> uh, maybe he's like a super, super deep in that, under that cover. You know, he's all of his reviews are planting like, References to Thomas Paine and shit. <laughs> He's super, super anti-government. It is possible. It's not very possible, but it's, it's not. Slightly, it's not likely. <laughs> slightly possible. Maybe he'll send us a card for doing this book. <laughs> Probably not. Thank you for reading. <laughs> Happy go fuck yourself day. <laughs> well, <laughs> if he listens to book. this episode, then he—that's what he would send. <laughs> well, hey, Christopher Moore keeps retweeting us, even though we say it wasn't very good. It was well, okay. it, it was just that one time he retweeted us that one time. I thought I did the second time too. Really? Yeah. No, oh, no kidding. There's well, no we got to do more publicity. Christopher Moore books. I don't. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not super super psyched about that, but okay. There, would you rather read another Christopher Moore book or the second one of these? This because I could shit this out in a day. Christopher Moore books aren't bad. They're not bad. I don't think he's. He, Maybe not as bad as Christopher Moore. Christopher Moore clearly, Christopher Moore clearly thinks like he's very clever. This guy, That's his whole thing, yeah. yeah I, th- I think this guy probably knows that it's a joke, and he writes greeting cards for <laughs> happy uh, secular greeting cards. Happy pan- Happy National Pancake Day or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> happy All Jesus right. Free Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, why don't you tell us who won? <laughs> <laughs> we won't know. We'll wait for you to tell us. Yeah. We, we have to calculate, count the votes on who won of these beers tonight. I think I won on beers. Yeah, yours were consistently... Well, Nate had a, like a legendary beer. You had two that you really liked, and I had three that were fine. They're both very similar, but they're both good. All right. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. 
or follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And if you've listened this long, please leave us a review wherever you're listening, if possible, and subscribe. That'll really help us out. Just give us five stars. One for each time, you know, Trump wanted his voters to, to vote for him. Plus three. Now, he, he, would, do, he would be okay with five. Yeah. I think any, anyone who wins <laughs> would be Tammany okay with The Tammany Hall five. method. Vote early and vote often. And uh, head over to that Patreon if you still think you have too much money. And uh, to check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.